Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Smash that subscribe button. What a thrilling victory. 3-2 away at Levante. For sure. Three penalties given up by Barca, and the standout moment was Ter Stegen making that save. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of standout moments. Let me just go through a checklist I found out online, actually, on Reddit. Ready? This is just, I'm going to read it, Yusuf. Give me a check if this game had it, okay? Okay. Luke, legendary headers de Jong. Check. The Dembu's Aubameyang connection. Check. Teenage connection, Gavi to Pedri. Check. Javi masterclass and substitutions. Definitely check. Come back in a hostile away environment. Major check. What a phenomenal. L- Langlet, trash oh, yeah. per- Langlet trash performance. Check. <laughs> Number two in La Liga. Check. I mean, what an incredible game. Sure. There were so many different troughs and valleys. That first half, we really got it handed to us bad i thought we were for sure gonna lose and then we give up the first penalty they score in the second half yeah yeah. they come out they get the first penalty all of our players look bad they score then they get the second penalty a few minutes later thankfully ter stegen ter stegen came through obam yang who had looked just awful against um frankfurt and then looked really bad in the first half i don't even know if he got a touch on the ball wasn't doing anything to get free that dembuz comes out with a nice cross gets a goal then Pedri, shortly thereafter, as a substitute, Gavi as well. They connect. Pedri scores a wonderful goal. 2-1. Looks like we're going to run away with it. And then <laughs> Lenglet comes in because Danny Alves is hurt. Oh, and I was so hoping to see Lenglet do well because I actually like Clement Lenglet. He gives up a penalty. They tie it. All hope is lost. Use is crying over here. And then, out of nowhere, Jordi Alba, who has been awful this game, bad against Frankfurt as well, comes through with a wonderful cross and Luke Jong. The king, the goat. Puts it in, man. So just give me your initial thoughts, Yus, coming out of that one. I mean, the game was – I was upset for the first half. We played like dog. We played like we played against Frankfurt. Yeah, bad passing, not on point, no connections. Their defense was really good. So I have to shout out Levante for man-marking really well. A lot of times they had multiple guys covered with one, two players all the time. Aubameyang was completely shut down. Dembele had a hard time moving the ball forward, right? Danny Alves wasn't doing a great job with Nico some of his passes. was Definitely pretty Nico. gone. I mean, the thing about the first half and the whole game as a whole, we just have to continue to praise Eric Garcia. He because did a great job. we were Eric Garcia skeptics. We did not like him, did not think he was going to do well enough, and he has really taken a leap, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's similar to Pedri in that like some of the criticisms we had of Eric Garcia was okay, he's good at passing. Can he defend? Well, he's gotten a lot better lately. Sure. And he had he that, that wonderful mm-hmm. he saved a goal from scoring for sure. Um, you know, Ronald Araujo also did well, but going back on that improving Pedri who last season, as good as he was, we said the one thing he needs to really take it up another level is to get his shooting better. And, you know, Komen coming into the season had said, I want my midfielders to score like eight goals each. Well, Pedri now has, what, three goals in the last five matches, sure. two wonder goals right against Galatasaray, Sevilla, and then against the winning Sevilla. Goal. And then again here he comes up with the goal that gave us the lead, although not for too long. And so it's just uh, – it was such a roller coaster of emotions, right? But because – but, like, rewind a little bit here, right? This lineup that Javi put out, we kind of expected. We were like, hey, look, this is the arsenal we have. This is our best starting 11, except for the fact that we didn't start Pedri because we thought, you know, he needs a little bit of rest. But other than that, you know, Nico was in uh, place for Pedri. But was there anything else that you would have no, asked for? No, PK is not healthy, right? So yeah. he wasn't there. Dest is, again, not healthy. And Danny Alves got a few knocks in this game. But you're right, right? You go uh, back line of Alves, Araujo, Garcia, Alba, then midfield of... Uh, Frankie de Jong, Busquets, and uh, Nico. And then up front, you have our, our star trio, I think, of Ferran sure. Torres, Aubameyang, and, 
and um, Dembele. And I was actually surprised by how little rotation we did. Of this, the midfielders, I thought we would rest. I thought Busquets would get a rest. He did not. So I was not that happy with Jordi Alba. I wanted him to rest. Although, again, how do you rest Jordi Alba? Who are you going to put sure. on in his position, especially with Sergio Roberto? Not back yet. And Mingueza, I don't know if he's uh, someone <laughs> And no desk. And no desk, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, I, I was the starting lineup was good. But then we come in and that first half performance was just so atrocious. And it felt like ever since the international break, bar that one goal against Sevilla, we just have not been good, not sure. have not clicked like we did against Real Madrid. And then the second half happened. And well, I feel like we about. lost our fundamentals in the first half, right? Like we, we just couldn't execute simple, basic things mm-hmm. to move the ball forward. Losing Remember that ball. set piece? Mm-hmm. Awful, right? <laughs> just We had one of the worst set pieces I've ever seen. We had yeah. Dembele crossing into the stands. We had Frankie de Jong passing it away. We had um, just no notable performances except for, again, Eric Garcia and Araujo sure. doing well in the back. And like you said, you have to give credit to Levante. They are, as we all remember, the team that broke our unbeaten streak, right? 37 games in the league without a loss. And then we lost to them at, mm-hmm. the, I think, the 2018 season under Valverde. And again, they came out here and they really tried. And it's kind of crazy they're a 19th place team. Maybe they are because they do try and not defend against teams like Barcelona. And that's why they lose points. But they gave it their all and it was just a, an electric match. Uh, it's just crazy that after that half first half performance we come out of the second and don't make any subs right yeah and then finally when we make some subs we get penalties three penalties against us in the second half five goals scored in the second half although the subs were great right yeah for Pedri sure. and Gavi kind of ran the show I mean first Dembele again crossed it to Obama Yang who and use was like I want Obama Yang out in that first half as, we, as we all did <laughs> and you know they find a connection and then again Pedri sure. and Gavi come in for Nico and Frankie de Jong and they immediately Game connect change. for the second goal you're right. And then at the very end, we put in Luke Dijon praying to get that game-winning goal. And, and he delivered, right? He, sure. he just needed one shot. And like Ronald Koeman said, everyone's laughing at him for saying <laughs> that in the air, um, Luke Dijon is more dangerous than Neymar. But he was totally right. And Luke Dijon, just what a professional, right? Sure. Being just thrown a lot of hate from, you know, even at times we were memeing about him all over the internet. Oh, my God, Barca are playing with Luke Dijon. What a meme. What a bad loan. And, and he's just came up when we needed him for sure i we would not be top four right now without luke de jong as I mean, crazy as that is to say he's just been clutch yeah and he just needs that one chance it's it's <laughs> it's amazing it, it's beautiful because he has just that one role right which is sure. in our team at least let's put him on late let's get some crosses in right uh javi again with his good subs in this game he put on triore and luke de jong at the same time to again play that cross game and he it just worked. put it in, man. I mean, with the lack of playtime that Luke Dijon gets and the ability for him to come out in big games in, like, 10-minute spans of time and able to score a header is just astounding. I mean, I you can't hate on him if you don't play minutes, and then when you do, you score goals and you win matches for us, three points for us, several times this season. There's just no more you can say about it. He is the, he, the king of the match in this game, right? And he's so good at getting... Uh, being able to get in front of the defender and place himself yeah. in a great position to get the header. And it was a tough cross from Jordi Alba, mm-hmm. right? It was pretty quick. I mean, of course, it was it was well-placed, but it was pretty quick. And for him to just take that one opportunity and put it away sure. is amazing. And I wouldn't be upset if we got Luke Dijong for another season here on loan. Uh, and then, you know, it, it kind of gets memed about a little bit. I feel like, I don't know if that's the right word, but <laughs> I, I kind of... There's a lot of talk about how Xavi has changed the mentality of the team, and this is really one of those games, right? I feel like you and I, as all of you other Barca fans, we still have that PTSD from the Barca team of the last few years where, like, the team comes, like, the team 
uh, gives up three penalties. We go up 2-1, and then we give up a, a second goal to be 2-2. And like in the years past, there's no chance we're going to score again unless mm. Messi somehow scored something amazing or, or maybe Suarez. And, and this team fights, right? Sure. Like, like Gavi's out there. After not getting any calls against Frankfurt, he took out all of his aggression on this Levante team, just, being, just making grown men very mad at a 17-year-old. <laughs> it's very funny to see. And I just, I, I just, there's, no, there's nothing you can say, right? Then just applaud Javi for how he has made this team confident and sure. believe in itself in a way that we haven't seen. And I think one of the interesting things about the first half is that, you know, we had this talk during the first half, like what tactically can we do to try and break down the Levante defense? And I don't, I don't know. Was it, was it Javi's fault in the first half and how he lined us up? Or do you think it was just purely our team wasn't executing on the fundamentals? And at the end of the day, the coach can't be the one out there kicking the ball. Well, I don't blame Javi for his decision in his lineup. I think we just played poorly. And not only that, but Nico did an awful job on the right side. It was just no balls going through to him. Dembele didn't have a lot of room to work with. He was shut down. Uh, other players are not drawing defenders away. I mean, Levante did a good job with defense, like I said. And we underperformed extremely poorly. And so I can't really blame Javi in that scenario. I can blame him if we see all these players doing a poor job and not making subs. And I think he made those subs in the second half. The game changed. Right? You, it's very hard to analyze how to break down a defense when fundamentals are mm -hmm. not there. And so, like, at the point of Levante in the first half, we just didn't have the, the tools at our, uh, our hands to get past them and break that defense down. But, you know, Pedri himself is just a stud. When he comes in the game, yep. he changes it. He knows where to go. He knows what, how to pass. Uh, with the goal he had, it was a one-touch, right? And I think I mentioned this about two videos ago uh, when we came back from the international break, saying that, uh, Javi really wanted Gavi or Pedri to make one-touch passes sometimes. And I saw this wasn't a pass, it was a shot. But immediately, ball comes into him from Gavi, and he just places it beautifully. Confidence out through the roof after scoring some crazy goals against Sevilla, like we said, the game-winning uh, goal. But, like, if our team is just fundamentally broken, Javi has his job to, especially at the half, adjust and to make the subs and i think he did that in this game we had three ba uh, rough calls against us they were fouls they were penalties yeah. mm -hmm. there's no really argument against that and but we still fought it and we came back and we did a wonderful job i mean i was pissed for the first half totally and i think again we said it before but you really have to give the hats off to ter stegen right sure. him saving that second penalty to avoid us going down 2-0 was really the moment that changed the game i know it's weird to say that when they are they came back from being down to us and then we had to score but that was really the moment that i sure. felt like you know the game changed and i think what i want to ask is so the second half wild game um, we talked about the lineup and how I wanted to see Busquets and Alba rested and, you know, maybe having Ferran, Aubameyang, and Dembele start last game, uh, well, not last game, but this game and then probably the game against Frankfurt. Um, do you think we're going to regret playing so many of our starters in this game? I mean, did we have an option too? Like, yeah, how do you feel about that? Like I Busquets don't and Alba can't keep playing, right? Jordi yeah. Alba was really bad against Frankfurt. For and sure. again, he looked non-existent here. And, uh, you, you know, you made a comment during the game about how when Ferran Torres is very wide, it doesn't give Alba a lot of options to, to push forward and, sure. and bomb down the wing. And that seems like it's because Xavi is using his right and left backs kind of as like midfielders when we push up. They're not going out wide because the wingers are staying wide, but they're kind of going inside and trying to make sure. passes. But it feels like Jordi Alba has really been neutered, except for, of course, the fact that he got that final <laughs> cross in the game. Sure. But that's at a time where everything's so chaotic and, you know, we're barely winning the game or barely holding on to the game. Sure. But um, to go back to your question, 
I don't think we have a choice is what it really boils down to. Like, I don't, I'm not happy that we have to play these players every game, especially to score three points against this 19th team in La Liga that gave us a hard time. But as you saw, when we even tried to make that rest and have Pedri rest, we didn't even give him that chance. He had to come in around the 50th minute and to change the game, and he's not going to get that rest time. Like, 40 minutes or 50 minutes of rest time is great, 100%, but he's playing the latter half, and it's the tough half, right? This is where sure. all the chaos is happening. Um, but we don't have a choice. I don't know what to do at this point. Like, Well, okay, I, I, I agree with you, yeah. right? Like, It's a little bit of we're screwed, right? Do we start Nico sure. as the CDM or Frankie instead of Busquets? That's a possible thing. I think looking ahead, one question I have is, even though Aubameyang got the goal mm -hmm. that helped uh, put us on the scoreboard and tie it up today, he's not been very good lately. And it's yeah. uh, with a striker, if you score a goal, I mean, you're doing your job. But, I mean, that first half, he was non-existent. Against Frankfurt, he's felt totally isolated. Sure. Do you think we need to try Luke de Jong or Memphis Depay or Ferran Torres as the striker? Like, do you think we need to up against Frankfurt in a game that we must win at the Camp Nou? Should we shake it up and do something besides Aubameyang up front? Or do you feel like, hey, he's got that knack for goal. He's the guy I want to see. Um, I just don't think he's able to, against these last two teams, he's able to find the space and execute. They're really shutting him down. And I think based on that, I would like to see Dem uh, Depay come in and at least try the first 45 minutes. He, When he has come on, I think he's done an overall a good job. Um, we At this point, I feel like after the game we had against them in the first leg where we drew 1-1, it was... <sighs> It was hard, right, because we didn't have the just overall tools to break their defense. They were all over us. I think Depay might be better at coming back to receive the ball. He has a little better footwork, open up some space for us, while Aubameyang seems to be receiving the ball and getting it like in the one-touch pass or goal. Uh, I think we need someone who can work with the ball a little bit more and receive it maybe farther back because we see Aubameyang sometimes try to come uh, back to get the ball, but it just doesn't work out for yeah, him. Yeah, his I touch just, and his passing yeah. ability is just not there compared to like Depay, I would but say. But I would also still like to see FDJ or um, Luke de Jong come in in the second half against Frankfurt if need be. I mean, if we need goals, sure. <laughs> it seems like that's what's happening. Um, but I don't know if I would say Ferran Torres should be slotted in the middle uh, as our striker just because his execution, his clinical uh, style is just not there yet, right? We've seen so many times where he's just rocketed shots or just <laughs> off target. Sure. I mean, I think what I want to see definitely against Frankfurt as compared to last game, I want to see us go back to Frankie Busquets and Pedri sure. as the midfield. I don't think Gabi starting is what I want to see. Maybe uh, definitely as a sub. And then I think we need to have Dembele start that game against Frankfurt, whereas Adama started the, the first leg last sure. Thursday. So let us know in the comments what you guys think. Please hit that subscribe button, like button, because we got a big game mm -hmm. against Frankfurt in the Europa League coming up. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys.